You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 54. Thanks, Obama. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, a show that's snowed in on two continents. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Zach Hawkins, here well, again. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome hey, back. Zach. Hey! You told Guess. me earlier you were snowed in as well. Yeah, it, it's, well, it's on the road, too. Uh, my region of the, of the U.S. got slammed with a snowstorm this morning, so I've got to go out and dig myself out of a foot and a half of snow at some point. Ooh. Yeah, we're well, not that bad. It's not that bad here, either, but it, we, we got hit. A foot and a half? Oh, maybe won't get quite that high, but it's the roads are rough, and I don't want to go out in there right now. Makes sense. <laughs> any any excuse? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a great fin casting weather, is what you're saying? Yeah, I got nothing better to do. Basically. Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, shall we jump right in? We actually got some news for a change. It's crazy. Woo! Before yeah, more than we expected when we started putting the episode together. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I think our exact words were, there's nothing really to say. There's nothing to talk about. (laughs) Oh, hang on. There is. There is. And there is. And yeah, there is. Um. It just kept piling up. I was like, good Lord. All right. Oh, that's good. We like it. Um, I'll take the lead. Uh, Just, uh, of course, uh, first item on the agenda here is that uh, we mentioned that it was coming. The Mighty Man one-shot. That Nikos, the Savage Dragon colorist, and Eric worked on together prior to this was a Athens Comic Con exclusive. It was black and white and only available at that convention. Of course, the only real news to pass along is that it is uh, confirmed for April 5th. So be sure to tell your comic uh, shop that that's... Shout out for the hilltops. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! And I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's mighty, it's mighty man. You know. Well, I'm just excited because I got a. I I haven't read it, but based on the preview images, I I think all this training Super Patriot's putting her through is just so that she can babysit the dragon triplets. <laughs> oh, all right. That would be a good punchline. You shall have relevance in the main title. <laughs> you you shall not be wasted. Well, you know, we've been dying for uh, the supporting cast to uh, step up and, and be more, you know, active. So, anyway, you bring Mighty Man back in any capacity, I'm fucking jazzed. And it's not just Mighty Man. It's got Super Patriot and Barbaric and Ricochet. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, I'm Super Patriot. Can't wait. Uh, and the next bit of news uh, is something else coming out in April. It's the reprint of the Splitting Image parody comic uh, that I believe came out back during the early, early days of Image Comics. Uh, it's 80 pages uh, by Don Simpson. It will include the original Splitting Image story, as well as the uh, Normal Man, Megaton Man special, also by Simpson, uh, oh. as uh, additional content. <laughs> Uh, Don Simpson's a funny guy. 
Yeah, see, that's weird because I already own a normal man Megaton man special. Well, I, I own it because it was reprinted in the, the complete normal man. So. Right, that black and white book? Yeah, I, I I've already that. got that. Yeah, me too. Although I have not read it all. Normal man is unique. It certainly is. I don't, uh, I don't know shit about it. it. What, I don't know normal sh- man? Yeah, tell me. He's the, he's the only normal person on um um what was the planet called it was called uh, oh fuck i can't remember oh it's um, it's, it's it's uh valorium it's it's marvel backwards oh <laughs> yes right oh yes he was so he's um, the only everyone it's else. a funny little series yeah, and he get he, he um captain everything is his is normal man's uh quote-unquote best friend mm-hmm. hindi hindi's just he's trying to be a normal man in a world where absolutely everybody is a superhero it, 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 it was it, it was uh, I want to say it was Valentino's indie project before Image. All right, cool. It, it started at Aardvark Van Haim with Cerebus the Aardvark and Flaming Carrot, and, and then it moved over to Image. Yeah, I think you know that kind of what got him in the door at Marvel, and then of course that led to Image, and so he brought it hmm. along with him. Do you guys know is this splitting Image? Um, I'd imagine that's in color. What about that backup? Is that? I, I have no idea. Mm, okay, just curious. Could be whatever. Just I'm pretty sure it's in black and white in the collection we have. Okay. It's, yes, it's, it's, it is. It's like an archive book, like the Dragon Archives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I th- I want to say the early Normal Man stuff may have just been in black and white. It made first couple of issues definitely were. makes sense. Um, Actually, uh, best, best comparison for Normal Man is the Tick. It's <laughs> all right. yeah, basically. <laughs> that's a good it's, comparison. I, yeah, Flaming Carrot, the Tick, Mystery Man. That's that sort of humor. Normal Man was definitely black and white every issue up to the Cerebus crossover, and then I think after that it went to color. Gotcha. It's interesting. Um, I, I know that, like, you know, they were razzing it a little bit on the Facebook groups, uh, the Dragon Facebook groups, but uh, it's just kind of funny because I missed this splitting image thing when it was per- originally printed. And so for me, uh, it is kind of cool that it's being reprinted because uh, I never got a chance to get it back in the day. Ah yes, I, I think I was two years old. So uh, <laughs> I'm so and I, yeah, I, yeah. I hated Image at that time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All those muscly men, I'd have to hide them from my parents. Oh, Jim was so a comic cool. snob. Oh no, <laughs> he was. He was. I'm hearing it. Me and me and baby Zach, we just had to been disapproving. <laughs> and who let this teenager? We let this teenager have a baby. That's not okay. But I tell you one thing: we can both agree, your snobbery will not age well, Mister. You'll be on the wrong side of history. Yeah, yeah. I learned that mistake. <laughs> You're, gonna... You're worse than Hitler. There's at least one comic that was worth it at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, well yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't Spawn. Uh, oh lord. Wet works. <laughs> oh yes <sighs> anything with Warren Ellis' name on it mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I believe the next issue uh, the next article we have there Zach uh, that's your Shutter oh before that oh before Shutter oh right yeah of course um, so for people who don't read Judge Dredd um, the monthly publication Judge Dredd magazine recently published a story part one Judge Dredd Rubicon uh, which features a one-panel cameo from Dragon. And what's amazing about this cameo is it's in and amongst a 
group of mutants, which is, as Jim will attest, mutants are a thing in the Dread universe. They've been around for forever. So this guy's mutation is to look like Savage Dragon. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> From 200, 200 years ago. Or... <laughs> Either that, or it actually is Dragon. Yeah, there's been there's been enough dimension jumping stuff going on for it to actually happen. <laughs> but it's, cameos are always fun. It's just a cameos little in the background. Fun. Like it's not like a speaking or. Oh, it's a nothing. Okay, it's a it, it's a nothing. But if it means anything, he's standing next to a guy who looks like Double Header. So. Oh yeah, there's a in. I want to say the guy standing behind Dragon is familiar, but I can't even. I thought that as well. He's got kind of a cone head thing going on, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that, that dot in his forehead seems really familiar for that design, but I think then, maybe I might be... And then even then there's the blue guy in the front who looks kind of like... Um, oh, feck, what's his name? With the bolts and everything and the union and... Uh, oh, oh um, yeah. The roughneck. Roughneck. He looks kind of like a roughneck. Unfortunately, I don't have the issue so i can't see that character i can only see the, mm. the image that you cropped out on facebook yeah but there's um it, it it's a one panel cameo but i think it's cute i think it means that wilshire is probably a, a thin head in some way yep wilshire's fingers, kind of fingers a, crossed <laughs> wilshire, wilshire's a cool artist he's a fairly regular dread artist he, yes he is he's done a few other things he's oh he did a bunch of uh the recent movie dread had a bunch of comic spinoffs in the magazine yes he drew a good Gosh. chunk good chunk yeah. of those those were yeah, spin-offs he's... from the movie? Yeah, from the movie yes. Dread universe. So <laughs> in the book you'd have the comic Dread and you'd have the movie Dread. Yeah. If you want if you want more Dread, there's more Dread. They share is yes. it's treated that way like he's like from alternate dimension? No, 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 no. It's just a spin-off of the movie. It's a spin-off okay. of the movie. See, okay, okay, okay. Raven may not understand what the Judge Dread magazine is. The Judge Dread magazine is an anthology book that has up to 4 different series running it. At the same time. Okay. As well as text articles and stuff like Playboy. <laughs> All right. Now I get it. Yes. Okay. And yeah, so one of exactly like that. Comic Drudge Dread and one of them was Movie Dread. Okay, okay. And then there were two others. It's like how they did that comic of Batman 66. Yes. Where it's Kinda, like... yeah. Okay, I'm with you. We're on the same page. So, yeah, obviously this is, this is main Dread. This is not Movie Dread. This is... This this, this, this this is the main dread continuity, right? The, this so it, image from for Dragon. But the thing is, it, it if you, if you'd taken the, um, <laughs> it, it's just clearly meant to be Dragon. It could easily have been any kind of thin-headed mutant, but it's the fact that it's so detailed, it can't be anyone but. Unfortunately, <laughs> got the fin wrong. <laughs> oh, the, card, Did he? the cardinal yeah, it's, sin. It's it's not a forty-five degree angle. It's slightly. Oh, for up, fuck's up. sake. That's, that's important. <laughs> Everyone messes it up, is why. It's I mean, the, you, can, you get the segments wrong, but it's got to be a 45-degree angle from the forehead. It's the running joke. <laughs> it's like a three-quarter length distant panel. How much detail do you want? Remember, uh, oh. was Capullo? Capullo did the uh, dragon, and they're like, the fin's wrong, but I don't the care. The fin's wrong. <laughs> Starting a 25-year trend. Still looks good. That's still going. Drew the fin wrong. Wait till I talk about Shutter. People will be talking about the fin being wrong. Well, oh. the cover that that Brandon Graham did had a pretty 
blacking Finn. Oh, that was wacky. <laughs> yeah, that Brandon. But it's Brandon Graham. He's got his style. You know, you can't you can't mess with that. See, Dragon doesn't have a costume. So the only thing you can you you can do to make sure it reads as Dragon is getting the Finn right. That's like fundamental. Hmm. And it's funny that it throws people for a loop. It just, it does. It is so weird because. It's correct in every drawing Eric has ever done. Just reference that. Yeah, you would th- Google, Google. It's your friend. When you're going to do that Savage Dragon picture, just Google it. I've tried. It's a lot harder than it looks. So uh, getting the right angle, otherwise it just looks weird. You sort yeah. of softcore mentioned your other news uh, article there. Uh, you you have a report for us on uh, yeah. Dragon's cameo and Shutter as well. It, it, well, it's kind of an extended guest appearance. Um, issue number 25 of Shutter by Joe Keating um, features a appearance by Dragon alongside other image staples like Spawn, Witchblade, Shadowhawk, Glory. And, and Glory, who, of course. Reason. No, Glory makes sense because obviously Keating rebooted her. Oh, yeah. There's okay. your connection. It does make sense. Yep. There's your So, um... And then there's Invincible. It's like um, Glory's probably the best bit of this issue, to be honest, because she actually gets the most speaking roles. Dragon has what one speech bubble? Just let me have a look. Yeah, he says one line of dialogue. Spawn doesn't say jack shit. Um, <laughs> Shadowhawk doesn't say jack shit. Witchblade doesn't say jack shit because no one cares. Um, <laughs> poor Invincible doesn't say anything. Oh. So it's 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 basically an extended cameo. It's a nice little kind of celebration of all the the core image universe characters. So so just for whatever reason, this main character can just like visit these super jump universes. Yeah, that, that's like fundamental to the series. You, you pick basically, yeah. It's 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 a kind of an Indigo Prime jump between universe kind of affair. Uh, it, it's Bookaroo Banzai. Oh, we okay. don't know what Indigo Prime is. No, nobody knows what Indigo nobody Prime is. Nobody knows what Indigo Prime is. Everybody should know what Indigo Prime is. Uh, such a good series. But Shutter seems to have kind of the same appeal. I can't say for certain because this is the only issue I've read, but it definitely makes me want to go back and read more. So, yeah, Dragon's cameo is kind of cute, though, but it's not essential. It is by no means essential. We're not talking about, like, when I was last on and we had his spawn appearances. Mm-hmm. Those are essential. Um, this isn't. But it's neat. <laughs> it's still cool. I, I, I like it. Oh, it's hella cool. Anytime. And I think, obviously, Joe Jughead of Shakes Keating is a, a Savage Dragon fan. So oh, obviously. Anytime that you can squeeze in, like, I'm down with that. <laughs> I, think if Joe, I think if Joe could have got his own way, he would have featured every Image Universe character ever. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> so Still waiting. I'm still waiting for that book. I'm, well, yeah. I'm, I'm holding out. I'm holding my what? Savage Dragon meets Saga. It's going to happen someday. <laughs> Wishing and hoping. <laughs> Savage Dragon meets Paper Girls. Let's just burn. You know, I think my biggest disappointment in Profit was that Dragon didn't get a cameo somehow. Yeah. Super that, Patriot everyone did else did. It's Super no. Patriot. Hmm? Super Patriot makes sense, though. Yeah. You know, Die Hard's the main character, and uh, Bad Rock turns up, and. Is Prophet little things. Oh, uh, Supreme did too. Well, Glory did as well. Oh yes. I guess it's mostly life field and characters, but still. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. No love for Golden Age Shadowhawk. <laughs> Dragon who be... appeared in one issue of Big Bang, and that's it. The dragon would so... be dead by that time. Isn't it the far flung future? 
all the very far future where everything yet, where, where yet Vanguard is still alive for some reason. Vanguard's still around? I gotta Quite possibly. Vanguard turned up? I can't even remember that. I, I believe there was a reference from what I remember. Oh, okay. I, I believe that. Because all sorts of little stuff gets drawn, get, gets name dropped. Like the most obscure part of like, Prophet's crazy. Oh, it is crazy. I never did finish reading it. I really got to finish it. I'm like three issues into Prophet War. Yeah, I've I've got the first two trade paperbacks, so I've got to pick up the remaining three. So that's it's actually a lot less than you think, really. Really. Yeah. Only five trades. That's not much. It's still real respectable for it, for an image title. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and it was the only one of the uh, Liefeld reboots to survive this long. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Glor- Glory being the second longest, I want to say. Yeah, Glory and yeah. Uh, Supreme. And there was one... Was it Bloodshot? Youngblood. Youngblood lasted a while, from what I remember. Oh, I thought that, like, failed. Quite possibly. I know it's coming back soon and it looks awesome, but other than that... Well, that's because other people are doing it, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the reboot... Absolutely. That reboot's coming out soon, but uh, I feel like what you were talking about, Jim, possibly, was that Blood Strike? Blood Strike, that Rob Light, uh, you know, Robert Kirkman book. Yes. Yes. I don't think... I think that that, that might have been unrelated to the reboot. Didn't that go, like, one issue? That didn't last long at all. It went two or three... That didn't last... Anything from what I remember. Or quickly, either Liefeld or Kirkman didn't like what was happening and they had a falling out. Eh, yeah, shit happens. Quite, quite <laughs> possible. You fall out with Robert Kirkman, you fall out with the entire company. Mm. Um, uh, that's pretty much that for news. That is it. Yeah. We had, well, you, you did mention Savage Dragon 22 is going to have a black and white variant cover. That's right. Mm. 222 will have a black and white variant. Um, it's Malcolm holding a child in the middle of a burning field, uh, burning building. I kind of want burning to fields. Burning fields? Christ, that's dark. So, <laughs> oh, Sapper's Dragon, the Wicker Man issue. <laughs> it's just, it, it, like, it's a cool image, uh, just to see, you know, just all the, like, you know, fire and flame and, you know, the wood, you know, blaze around them. It's just, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool looking new cover. If you get yeah, a look at it. I'm kind of curious why this one's getting the black and white treatment. Just, I mean, maybe he just likes how it looks in black and white and wanted to put it out there. So you can make out the guy in Duda slippers. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's the only reason. I like that Easter egg. I like the guy and Duda have survived. Yeah. The generation gap. It's Beavis and Butthead of the Dragon Universe. Mm-hmm. South Park. South Park has survived. Well, Quite lightly, yeah. Simpsons. There's a couple of things that have survived multiple generations at this point how south park has lasted this long i have no idea it's weird when you think of like um how uh savage dragon is like you know one year older than street fighter or or, oh oh, jesus yeah it's like you just like you put these things like up next like things that you just assume you know it's like oh uh Savage Dragon, you know, and Street Fighter. Yeah, they're they're as old as each other. You know, it's just weird. Well, Street Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street, Street Fighter's older. Street Fighter Guys. itself is 30, isn't it? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> Savage Dragon's two years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dragon's lasting in what? What, what was it? Uh, 93? 92. Oh, 90. All oh, right, so it's, it's three years older than me. You've never lived in a <laughs> world without Savage Dragon. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> and one last bit of 
cover news, uh, God Country, uh, in, in, an image comic. Oh yeah, is got is is uh, what we don't have what issue, but uh, it's the second issue. issue. Second issue. Im- image for the 25th anniversary of Image. A uh, bunch of Image comics are homaging like Image founder covers, mm-hmm. and God Country number two will be homaging Savage Dragon miniseries number one. Yep, and uh, it's the classic Image, you know, you know, intense action, you know, by. And it's just the guy with the sword charging. Um, it's uh, pretty cool. Awesome provides. All those image uh, homage covers turned out really good, especially Invincibles. Oh, all, Invincibles one is awesome. All that '90s coloring. Oh, it looks so good. It looks like the fonts, <laughs> just the fonts and stuff. <laughs> I love it. Uh, God Country number one. I actually read. It, it's pretty interesting. The art's. Uh, it's about a, it's about a god with dementia. Yeah, uh, he's demented, but he's also the the super-powered guy. It's a normal world, and he is... It's not like superheroes everywhere. Like It's just like Earth, except there's just this old, demented bastard who, when he touches a sword... <laughs> when he touches a sword, he's a superhero. And uh, it seems interesting. I can't say it's like, oh man, you gotta run out and get this right now! But I'm definitely I'll be there for book number two. Doesn't hurt that it's got a you know an, a, a dragon homage cover. I like it. So, but it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's worth a pick up. I mean, we'll see. Time will tell if it's the whole series is amazing or whatever. But uh, I like the first issue anyway. So, screw it. Cool. <laughs> Might as well stick with it. No, no word yet of whether or not Eric will be homaging an image founder book. Um, actually, now that I think about it, has Spawn is Spawn doing one? I don't know. You know, no. you know, because they're image founders, they probably don't have to. They probably don't feel that urge. <laughs> like whippersnappers, we were there. They should do homages to each other. Like they should do no, they should do homages to current comics. Oh well, now that would be cool. Do Saga number one or Walking Dead number one or? Actually, isn't someone else already doing Walking Dead? Someone's doing Walking Dead. So they aren't just homaging classic Image comics; they're they're homaging anything. Yeah, Saga kind of... number one. Saga number one with Savage Dragon would work though. It like, would with with, with 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 Malcolm as Marco and Maxine as it, it would just work. The baby breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah, it would work. <laughs> yeah, that that would that would actually be three a, babies. That would be a perfect homage cover. The Maxine breastfeed cover. <laughs> it's funny because it worked for Saga. I don't know that it would work for... I, for some reason, I don't know why, but I feel like people would be more like, how dare you? How dare? With Savage No, Dragon. there was a lot of how dare you when that when that book came out, too. Was Did that offend? That oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yes, it offended. Oh, my God. Bro. Oh my, it still does. Remember, it came out around the same time uh, Sex and, or Sex Criminals was coming out. There was like a big to-do about sex at that time. Okay. There was actually sex and sex criminals simultaneously, wasn't there? Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? That's not going to... from the title alone. Yeah. Ah, yeah, people. <laughs> people. People. <laughs> Losers. Fuck them. <laughs> well, we okay, a, Raven. We got a new section. We got a new Yeah, s- introduce it to, to our Jeez. listeners. 2017, baby. It's a new year. We got... It'll be a better year. We got new tricks. We got new bags and tricks and all kinds of cool new things. This is it. This is not to supplement or this is not to replace. Finteresting topics. 
Um, we still would love very much to hear from you, dear listeners. Um, and you ask us questions and we respond to it panel style. You win a prize, prize to be announced. Um, and, you know, that's not going anywhere. That's still here. But we have a new thing we want to do uh, in this year. We want to do interesting replies. And in the, what I'm trying to do with that is we're trying to get you guys to respond and reply, give us your responses, and we will talk about it here. We'll put, you know, it's not going to be a win-lose thing. Uh, there's not going to be, like, prizes or anything. You'll just be... Fight for my amusement. <laughs> well, you'll just be Neil, Neil before Larson. <laughs> you'll be part of the show. So we'll, we'll work you in there. But, uh, yeah, basically, uh, we're going to ask you something... And then we would like very much for you to send us your responses, your replies, your thoughts, your reactions to the question. And Jim, I believe you're going to kick this section off with your question. Yes. Uh, with all of these um, cameos and crossovers, it just got me thinking, what is your favorite Savage Dragon related crossover and why? And you can send all your, your replies to this question at savagefincast at gmail.com. And we'll, uh, like, like Raven said, we'll, uh, we'll read them off and we'll talk about it because we need topics to talk about. And I Our think, lives are so boring. <laughs> I think it's fun. Just a good chance. I know a lot of people with the interesting topics would, uh, feel shut down because like they would try like two or three times and their, their topic would never get chosen. And so they just quit. So this is a chance for you to just be a you know regular mm-hmm. part of the conversation. You can just jump in there. Guaranteed, if, if a lot of people don't react, the odds of you getting read on the show are pretty damn good. So, yeah, by all means, please reply to that. Also, please send us a interesting topic. We didn't get one this time. Of course, we would still love to hear from you guys. Uh, there are still they're still going to do that every show where we will give you a prize. Uh, it's to be decided. I'm still working on it. It's going to be awesome. We'll make an announcement as soon as it's ready to announce, but the mystery prize is underway. Um, but uh, we just want to get your topics, and then we will reply to it roundtable. There is a winner. There is a prize. We're still doing interesting topics. Jim, I don't think we got one this episode, did we? We did not. Shame. Shame. Dear yeah. Listeners. No, the the... Really, the shame of it is, is that see how easy it would have been to win. (laughs) No competition. You see, you played yourselves. Nobody wins. Well done. You'd have had had no competition. You could have asked the dumbest thing in the world, and it would have won. So you got to play to win, guys. Be sure to send us your topics uh, at savagefincast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love to have those roundtable discussions about, you know, your suggestions. So, mm. shall we move along to the meat and potatoes? The main issue? Yeah. Savage Dragon 220, the meat and potatoes. Man, neat cover. I like this issue, guys. Early, early contender for cover of the year. I agree. Absolutely. I, I know this would really do for you, Jim, because you're a big Angel fan. I am. Of course, this, this this cover confused me early on because that's a glump. That's um. That's a, yeah. That's Savage both World angel. Angels costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And haircut, but the issue explains it, so that's okay. It was a fun little trick. Also, Indeed. she's not wearing underwear oh. here 
or throughout the Yeah, that, that's also kind of explained. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. Glum, you creep. So this issue opens up really interestingly because it's it's I want to use the word in media res because it's it's actually kind of unusual for Savage Dragon to like just cold open into like events that have already that that have happened in the past, especially from Mm -hmm. where last issue ended with Glum getting away Mm -hmm. and then apparently some time has passed. Yep. We're we're back to the real time format where it was what's funny is it was issue to issue for so long and that actually oh, yeah. there's been a time skip obviously to catch up yeah 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 it was so funny though because like all last year things were real issue to issue which fucked up the whole real time thing and that's why we had like three christmases in three months oh yeah i remember that and then like here we are we're back to the sort of you know oh some time has passed. Here you are. Like it's the new month and some things have occurred while you were gone. So yeah, it is cool. It's weird. It was just a, it caught me off guard. Hmm. Obviously we opened then up to a, a splash page of angel. <laughs> yeah. I love the, uh, I love the detail here on like just anytime you get a shot of crazy space, like the dimension X, that's always a winner with me. Oh, it looks cool. Yeah, the whole uh, Death Seed saga. It's funny because I've not, I'm, I'm, I'm up to Archive Seven now, but I've not read it yet, so no spoilers. But I think that's actually kind of a good point, actually, really, because I think coming up to the events of this issue to two hundred twenty, and coming up to Archive Six Seven, I think is kind of a good point because it's the beginning of Dragon going to prison, and now Dragon's out of prison. So mm-hmm. I think there's a good balance. But, um, oh, that's later in the issue anyway. But um, can I just say before we kind of get into the full issue, I bloody love the colors right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The colors I'm, are really nice. I'm super into it right now. The uh, Yeah, the uh, the texturing. Mm-hmm. The digital colors. Just, I really dig it. Specifically, like, you know, yeah, the texture, like, just boom, headshot. Like, on the grass, like, where she wakes up in, like, that hay. And just like all the grass and the way that shit looks on like just the you know texture on the bricks and things. It's good. It's real good. Mm. This place is a wreck. I second, <laughs> I second that. Of course this Glum Glum World's gone through a lot. Between Glum himself and Dark Dragon and Toadie. Yeah, fuck's sake, Toadie. <laughs> you had one job. Fucked it up. I do like this though. I like the I like the cold intro where you just don't even know what the fuck's happening, and then uh, you know you're brought into it the exact same place Angel is. Like Angel doesn't know what the fuck's right. Happening. She doesn't know. We don't know. Yeah. So as no. as she's discovering, you know why the hell her hair was cut, you know and stuff. You know we're discovering that too. So it's cool. It really worked for me. I, I was like, oh, this is good. This is a clever trick. But I will give him. This. I will give him this. Glum is a damn good hairdresser. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, it's funny because it's mentioned that it happened. But can you imagine it actually happening? That is a perfect bob cut. That is, is beautiful. Can you imagine? Well just the creepiness. Just the creep. I mean, not only that, he dressed her. 
Yes, how creepy. Like, just the Glum is a bunny boy. It's okay, boy. he's seen her naked before. <laughs> that doesn't make it okay. I said the, the, the cool thing about it, uh, or not the cool thing, the funny thing. It's not even really funny, it's weird. Like, Glum, don't you feel like this kind of like, I don't know why this is like a line cross. Isn't this like a little creepier? No, Glum, well, alright, let's not forget he brainwashed Savage World Angel. Basically, at a young age of age, twelve, raised her to be become his basically his 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 sex object. Oh yeah, geez, twenty five years, man. It's easy to lose track, but yeah, you're right. That's yeah. He was always creepy. Okay. Although I I kind of like the idea that Glum doesn't care about sex and that she brought it up. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's her fault. Uh, actually, um. Mm. It's Stockholm syndrome, and now, <laughs> now that yeah. and now that his angel's dead, I think Glum's just gone crazy. Yeah, well, see, that's what's kind of like he's unhinged for real. Because here's the funny thing about Glum: he legitimately loved Angel. Yeah, that's fundamental to his character. So it is a new wrinkle. I think the interesting dynamic there, and like I said, we get to see it play out in a creepy way because it's like. He first thing he does with his freedom is like gas Angel and take her back to Dimension X and cut her hair and dress her up as his Angel. Creepy. Yep. You know, but we skip, we kind of dancing around like out of sequence here. But I gotta say, here, page one, two, three, page four. How about that? How about the long? How about the long bomb dropped there? Hold on, page four. It's the pardon, the presidential pardon. Oh, oh so you are, okay. I was, I oh, yeah, that. I thought you were skipping wow, ahead yeah. of more Angel. But yes, <laughs> the thing with Dragon. Finally freed. In the space of four panels. The world the, the world conqueror pardoned. <laughs> so, I thought <laughs> Thanks, this was Obama. Fucking, I thought this was... Yeah, I'm telling you, is that not the name... That is that not the name of this fincast? Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Is that not the... <laughs> that's the winner. It's the only president we ever knew. Thanks, Obama. That's it. That, that's the one. I, I'm telling you, as soon as I read that, I was just ear to ear. Uh, like, that's hilarious. I, I don't know why it caught me off guard. Did you guys see it coming? Honestly, no. I, I didn't did see it coming, but in hindsight, I probably should have done. I should have seen it. There's, there's only one logical part to it, and it, it gets dropped here, is that... He murdered your ass in prison. Doesn't matter. That, I feel like that sort of overt murder would be enough to keep him behind bars and prevent him from getting a pardon. It was during a prison riot. You know was it I mean? during a riot? Yeah, your ass had manipulated the prison riot. and uh, So maybe your ass was proven to be a crook after the fact and that put leniency on Dragon? Probably. Gee, what gave it away? Was it the giant Iranian robots? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know what it, Who got that idea? Okay, I can see that now. <laughs> I, to, to me, to me, that's what... Because they kind of, like you said, like the staff doesn't... Pre- like, that guy's like, ah, you know, we don't care here. So that kind of yeah. tells you that, like, even the staff didn't really give a shit. So, you know, if the people that he was in the care of were like, ah, eh, you know, whatever. You know, this guy really... Never let, belonged here. Let bygones be bygones. That's cool. Yeah, your ass was trying to lead that. It was an assassination attempt anyway, so you could kind of say that. And the funny thing was is that uh, I actually asked Eric. I was like, dude, did uh, did 
did you do that because of the funny thing in Savage Dragon is it always reflects real world events. Yeah. And you know, Obama was just on a crazy pardoning spree. He was. He was like pardoning. <laughs> a lot. Of, well, to be fair, a lot of presidents were do that at the end of their their term. They do that. It's pretty standard. So there's no political blowback because they've already used up all. They're not going to be president anymore. Right. It was just so funny the timing um, because it would it would literally it was making headlines that he just pardoned like. You know, 120 people in a day. It's like the most pardons in. So this is funny because I wouldn't, without the internet, I would not have known this was a thing. It, that didn't get coverage over here at all. Yeah, it wouldn't. It's more of a local thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, our, our president has the power to pardon. I'm not sure if anyone in like your government no, has that the sort queen. Of... The queen technically does, but she doesn't anymore because yeah, it's not like she's because she's got you know political clout she can't just be pardoning people without no, she can't she can't do that wrecking the government it, it it would cause infrastructure issues you, you she can't do it basically it's not like a presidential thing so yeah it's it's a completely different system i i, I get that it's uh yeah it's funny because uh when i asked him though i was like is this uh something that you did because of current events he was like, no, uh, this was the plan from the moment he went into prison. And I, It just synced up perfectly. I, yeah, I was like, what luck? I was just like, how lucky that this issue should drop in the exact same span of time as Obama leaving and like doing all those presidential pardons. I was just like, man, that's just... A master stroke of luck. This is the thing because, regardless of whoever came in, it would have still played out this way. It's just, it just so happens that we've gone from you guys at least have gone from one extreme to another. Yeah. It just, it just has that extra, you know, oomph to it. Story point from a storytelling standpoint, um, I really like it just as a bow on that whole like uh, Dragon Obama relationship thing where he like endorsed him for president. <laughs> I just read that issue. Oh my god! <laughs> Which, I never thought I would see the day where Dragon shook Obama's hand. It was so funny. And it, it was amazing. Yeah, because I remember, like, you know, some people were like, you know, you know, like ragging on that. Oh, it's just politics in the book. And then, like, of course, you know, Spider-Man <laughs> did it like a week later to try and like cash in on this, you know, to cash in on the thing. And I was like, okay, guys. But uh, it's funny because. I think this like presidential pardon really sort of like <laughs> it's not that that stuff had no purpose or point. I mean, it's fine. Savage Dragons always had real world like shit in it, but it's just kind of a nice sort of like ribbon on all that to get a presidential pardon from the guy that you endorsed. Like, I don't know. I thought it was good. It worked for me. Now, don't, now Dragon, don't go out there. And fuck the world up again. <laughs> you learned your lesson. What could go wrong? What could... Don't go reverting to Kerr now. Don't go time traveling or conquering the planet or spitting... Don't cross the streams. <laughs> oh, and uh, the gag with the giant shirt is funny, too. Like, you know, it's just good. It's good to see the old man out. I knew... I knew that would make a lot of. I, I can't wait to get like more, like see more reader reaction. But uh, I know people been dying to see Dragon out of prison. So yeah, now now he can go on crazy adventures again and steal the show. 
I think he's going to be. I, I, I he doesn't kill himself first. It's funny his his place in the book now, because you know he's a supporting cast member now, and he's weak now. He can die. You and know? Malcolm's basically learned all the ropes without him. He doesn't really need a mentor character. Yeah, not really a mentor. Not really a need. So it's kind of interesting. Like it's a really interesting dynamic. Um, it's funny. We were talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure real quick before the beginning of the show. And that is a comic where the previous star of the book went on to be like a mentor for the new star, his son or whatever. Oh, yeah. That yeah. regularly happens. Yeah. yeah. Apple's Dragon is Joseph Joestar. That's it. It's so funny. I, and I can't think in American comics too much. I mean, you've got your Batman Beyond animated series, but like... That's about it. Yeah. yeah. When you're talking there, about... There was El- there was elderly Captain America for a bit, but you know it's Marvel, so yeah. Now he's Hydra. <laughs> yeah, now he's Hy- now he's a Nazi. So he'll be a werewolf. Don't, don't talk about corporate comics with Raven. <laughs> he cries a lot. Triggered. Oh my god. Triggered. So where do you stand on Kamala Khan? Hmm. <laughs> Good for them. Whatever. <laughs> Seems like a cash in, but whatever. It's fine. A cash in. That's like saying Miss Marvel has any cash to cash. Cash, cash in. That is true. Uh, no, it's it's good though. I like his role. I like the role switch. I like that he's free. I I, I love this twist with Obama. Um, I when I read it, I just literally laughed out loud. I was like, okay, that's it's true. That's funny. That's a funny. I, I can't say I saw it coming because basically ever since I I because I jumped on with Dragon with not last year, the year before Free Comic Book Day issue. Mm-hmm. So basically ever since then, obviously with the exception of the archives, I've been aware that Dragon is in prison. So Dragon's been in prison the whole time for you. The entire time I've been reading. So this is a big change up. And what's the first thing he does? Not much. <laughs> just chill. So switching just back chills. to Angel's perspective, something that I am just picking up on, do you guys notice that the the panel layouts for for Angel are significantly different than everything else. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that. That is some uh, a fun oh, little right. detail. Fun Pretty little much. detail. Yeah, I don't know if maybe that's a Dimension X thing or if it's just him playing around with panel layouts and just deciding to do all the Angel stuff in the vertical, vertical. vertical yeah. style. That's cool. I only just noticed that. Neat. I think that it's uh, got to definitely be intentional because, as you said, it is on. No, it's a complete accident, right? <laughs> well, you know, stance. I'm just saying it's every single page. Every single page in Dimension X has that long format, like top to bottom panels. And uh, yeah, then whenever you're back on Earth, it's more left to right. So yeah, that was a really nice touch. It's funny because like. We talk about like the experimental nature or whatever, but I guess that was just a little artistic challenge, just to see. And I don't know. I mean, for me, it worked. I didn't. Th- I didn't have a problem with any of those long, skinny panels. Hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. I particularly like that one in the middle of page seven. I think it is where it's like, um, obviously, Angel looking into uh, her reflection. Her reflection. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, and it's, it's slap bang in the middle of the page. I dig that. That's a that, really that. good use of that. Uh, there's a, another sequence where it looks really uh, cool. I know that you do digital, Jim. Uh, Zach, do you do digital or print? I do digital for all this kind of stuff. I double dip for physical, so yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. The double dip. I'm just saying whenever it's a two-page spread, 
Um, it looks particularly cool. Um, there's a couple of double dimension X page, double page spreads where you flip it and like every, like both pages are dimension X pages and it looks really cool in print to see just those long vertical panels from left to right. Like it's got a cool look. Honestly, in 220 issues of this book, I don't think that I've seen it like that. So it's just kind of, it's neat that even after all that time, it can still be doing stuff that's like strikes you as visually new and interesting. Uh, now, uh, I wanted to say, uh, you know, the hilarious gag here is neighbor Craig. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Craig's not here that we can't make a whole thing about that, but, uh, it's not our Craig. It's, the, it's, it's a friend of Eric's Craig. It's alt Craig. I got to say though, it was kind of distracting because I recall last issue when we first met Craig, was it last issue? I think it was last issue. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the issue before. He didn't look as much like a photograph as this version. It was less referenced, or if it yeah. even is a reference. It looks like a reference, honestly. It looks like a reference, but um, it, it was. Because he looks so much different. Yeah, I'm flipping standard through. Standard Larson face. I'm trying to see. It wasn't 219. I think we saw Craig in 218. Yeah. I, I feel like it was it, it was yeah, just less less refer, less obviously referenced. Uh I agree. It didn't it, of course it didn't ruin the gag for me or anything, but yeah, it uh, it is funny the uh the different. I noticed it instantly too. I, I was like, "Ooh, this is a this is a different face." <laughs> for this Yeah, that, that, that his face in his face in like panel 4 uh 3 in the the sequence. Uh-huh. It's just it's very it just stands out so oddly. <laughs> well, like you said, it just has that, uh, it just doesn't, you know, have that, uh, typical Larson look, but no, it's fine. You know, well, this I, is great. Poor Craig just absolutely getting destroyed by these kids. You know, I love that Amy has apparently just a mallet in her hand. Why does, why does she have that? Well, no, that that's a typical thing for babies to have. They pound <laughs> the, the, the shapes into the holes. Oh, that's exactly what I said last time. Amy is the evil one. <laughs> She is the evil one. She's preparing for her already. She's killing everyone. Murderer. You know Craig has to show up with a cybernetic eye or something. Next time he has... A big Cerebro helmet. Giant, like, I hope they... And I like how just the body language of him, like, struggling to have that, that like, big robot arm. Why would they... Was, was it the only one in stock? I love it, dude. Like, the way it's, like, clearly, like, he's sort of, like, dragging it. Like, look at him in, like, panel three, like, where he's all, like, leaned low. Uh, it's good. This is this is good stuff. I, I could watch Craig get, uh, you know, it's kind of like Belko Chemicals, Marvin Belko, or Melvin Belko. Right. I could just watch yep. Craig slowly get worse and worse forever. <laughs> i got to wonder if, if this Craig is named after B. Craig. Of the Fincast. No, we, we we talked with Eric about this. I think off the record, it's uh, based on a friend a friend of his from the early days of Images. Oh, probably, I see. Probably still his friend, but I believe this Craig helped him design like a handful of characters. Mm-hmm. I think ah. he said like the Shrew and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head. I believe you're correct. None of whom are still alive. So that's basically. I don't think we've seen the Shrew since the New Image Universe, have we? I Shrew's dead. Yeah, Shrew. Shrew died in in one fifteen, I think. 
Is that new image or old image? That's old. That's that's Savage World. Savage World I'm is new sure image, it was, right? It was that, he died in that big assault on the on Skullface's vicious circle. You know what's so funny? Someone just busted us for not knowing character deaths. Yeah, they said they, they we just got. They said go to the wiki. When but I'm not, Rogue no, Warrior is I'm ninety nine percent sure uh, Savage World's true is dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure of that as well. Yeah, um, it, it's it's cool though. Uh, just to like, it's funny that like you know Craig Craig Craig. We were gonna bust Craig Craig's chops. Uh, uh, Fincast Craig, if he was here, but he dodged. He 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 got lucky this time. You got lucky, Olson. You dodged it. <laughs> you bust your chops. I like uh, the panel of small dragon hugging Malcolm. Like, just, you know, where he's... Oh, yeah, he's fucking tiny. <laughs> he's so little next to his son. <laughs> the shit I've seen. <laughs> this is your future. Thing is, though, I think that's his... I, I, can't, I don't think he lost any height. Maybe I'm wrong. He was always no, no, short. No, he, probably, he probably hasn't lost height. He's probably just lost Because I know Malcolm's taller than he is. Yeah, he was always short. Um, I think that's a recurring complaint Larson has when people draw a dragon. They draw him as really tall. But only the fin gives him height. He's actually like five eight or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not tall. So yeah, Malcolm is taller. It's just mass. That's funny. No, you're talking about like Larson characters. Like look at the protesters. That, oh, that's do I have to? <laughs> that, that's... I, do Trump supporters actually look like that? No, Americans look like that. Oh, oh, okay then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just America. <laughs> You're on any random American street. You're gonna see that crack. See the butt crack. Yes. See that butt. They look like brummies. And and the sideburns. Oh yeah. Of course. Just the monster. The guy yelling with his like top row of teeth out like. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty common. Cool. <laughs> As again, like a, just a fun little bit of like a, you know, modern events, you know, in Dragon. It's good stuff. Angel beating ass. I like. I gotta say, where we're talking about art, like uh, I love all the like crazy cross hatching and shit Larson's getting into in these last few issues. Like you see it all over the Angel Dimension X pages, which is like this squiggly wiggly. That's like, pretty neat. Yeah, it's just cool. It's fun stuff. It's good stuff. And then, uh, and this this a uh, fun like sort of a uh, like you know Dragon getting to like meet Maxine in the apartment and the kids. I don't think we've seen them together, have we? No, I don't think they have. It's just, it's just the first time in constant. No, he, yeah, t- he took her to the prison. Oh, the kids got the kids got taken to the. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time they get to touch, though. Oh, all right, all right. See, <laughs> Savage Dragon history, man. <laughs> Funny thing is, all three of these kids are probably stronger than he is by now. Oh, very. <laughs> he's, he's, he's barely stronger than Craig. Mm-hmm. Especially now. Craig's had his head caved in <laughs> by a mallet. Just yeah, you know, if you see Amy with her mallet, just you know, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> I've said it. She's the evil one. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> this double page spread is uh, one of the ones I was talking about, where like you flip the page and it's just like from left to right. Yeah. Just like vertical panels. Great stuff. Yeah, I can get I can get that if I flip it. Good stuff. Just angel fighting these uh, off-panel attackers, <laughs> like these you know, sky, these like bomb, like bats, like shooting shit at her. 
So, um, hmm. What page is this? The page just before the Glum Splash page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 14, is it 14 and 15. 15, yeah. Um, um, the fifth panel. <laughs> the beaver shot. <laughs> get, get, get a little peek. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much. Oh, do you think? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Well, wasn't it funny because didn't Larson put something up on Facebook the other day about like the actual rating you could be doing a lot image books. books yeah eric was saying that the book is officially rated mature as per images rating guide which basically means that he can do whatever he wants and he chooses he has chosen not to for a long time more imply rather than show and he was just mm-hmm. asking if we as readers would care very much if he went the other way stronger the mm-hmm. other way that is that was I was gonna say this is a perfect point to sound off on that. What what do you guys? Zach kind of said his bit. Feel free to let it out. Let it out. Say what you want to think. I think well, I like, not, you go first, Zach. No, I'm cool with it. I'm I'm cool with a creator doing whatever the heck they want. Um, at the same time, I do feel like there's a, a time and a place within context of a scene for it to work. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't one of them. <laughs> I don't know. The, the context is that uh, uh, Glum's angel didn't wear underwear. And so when he dressed her, she doesn't wear underwear. It makes sense contextually. To me. Okay, I get that. Hmm. Maybe. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Now. It's kind of supposed to be awkward for her as well because she's been sp- stuffed in this costume. <laughs> well, yeah, I have that much. Um, for for what Eric was asking, mm-hmm. I personally kind of like it the way it is, where we get lots of like very like how do I phrase this? Very subtle things. Mm-hmm. Uh, where actually, it's not that subtle, honestly. I mean, he's he does toplessness like all the time, but he always, you know, they're always like turned or covered. Mm-hmm. So he gets the humor of the toplessness without the full toplessness, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I kind of find it funnier that way than just you know throwing it all out there. So you prefer just implicit to explicit? Yeah, kinda. I mean. Would it ruin you the book for you? I mean, it would it like wouldn't like set you off if the tone. Oh God, I, I read a lot worse. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. I guess that was the thing he was saying in his post, and it's the thing I've always like sort of just been like, guys, you know, this is just the modern world we live in. How many dongs do we see in 2000 AD on a regular basis, Zach? Um, at least four a year. <laughs> yeah, whenever Slane's in, um, usually. Uh, Dongs everywhere. That, that, that is true. Did you guys read Orkstain, also published by Image? I never read all of it. Dicks on yeah, every page. Dicks, <laughs> dicks on every page. But that was uh, Stokoi, though. And Stokoi puts that kind of stuff in everything. <laughs> Except for his Godzilla stuff. <laughs> it's funny, though. I think it is kind of is funny, the point. Like, um, Savage Dragon has always been, you know, danced around that. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, you don't have to dance around it. Not if you don't want to. I mean, if you're, to me, it's like if the creator's like, you know, this dancing around this shit feels stupid at this point. Go for it. 
don't don't do it if you think it's dumb like if you're just putting the hilariously positioned you know nipple blocking item in place just because you feel you have to but you think it's dumb don't do it to me just fucking let them out show it <laughs> i got a friend hashtag i got a f- hashtag free the nipple <laughs> hashtag let it out hashtag free the nipple i i got a friend his comic um every character in it is topless like male female everybody's just topless and it's because they're like monster characters and you know uh, when he started he got a lot of blowback. People were like, um, tits for clicks is a thing you hear as a creator all the time on the internet. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, you just, it's exploitation. You're just trying to cash in. But like, I know this guy, this legitimately was not his attempt. It's funny. He actually like considers himself to be very feminist. He's very proud of a huge female reader base. They fucking love his characters and love his comic. So, uh, no, he's not real. In fact, he really is super careful never to put his characters in exploitive uh, positions. And the funny thing is he's been doing his comic for about nine years now, nine or ten. And uh, it just, you know, people quit paying attention to it eventually. Right. And so that's kind of how it feels like when you guys see like a boob like, you know, in Savage Dragon it's not the end of the world because oh, it it's not even exciting anymore. Yeah, you've seen it. I mean, you've seen it. We've Common seen place. we've seen nipples in Savage Dragon. It's not a big deal. The only thing you haven't really seen in Savage Dragon are dongs, and you haven't seen full penetration, and that's really it, right? It's, yeah. It's well, that's kind of uh, too Dragon much even was, for the book. Giving it Alex Doggy style was pretty close. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying is how close. Like that panel of him pounding her doggy style, it was like. Well, basically, do you think like to me, it was like, I mean, we've basically seen it now. I mean, like, you know, I don't think anybody should be, unsee. I don't think people should be too upset about it. Like to me, this book has always been adult. And so, right. yeah, it's kind of like you see Angel's vagina in this one panel. It's like, oh, yeah. well, it's fine. It is kind of tame in comparison. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like fucking, and even in the spinoffs, like, uh, Horridus tried to give, like, you know, Michelangelo a blowjob or something. I remember that one. Yeah, that was, mm. <laughs> So it's kind of like, it's one of those things where it's just like, eh. I mean, this book, it is the book you're reading. You know what I mean? It's not like if you were reading Invincible. It's funny because it would actually seem really out of place in Invincible, wouldn't it? If, if there was just if you flip the page and Invincible was giving it yeah, to yeah okay yeah I can believe that if he was giving it to like uh, Adam Eve doggy style you'd be like whoa yeah, fuck it's too much <laughs> it it would be too much for that in uh, in context Mark Mark did get raped he did he did <laughs> oh god yeah that was an issue that happened Jesus Christ yeah yeah so it's it's I don't know it's one of those things. It, I don't think that uh, this book can't have that stuff. So, although I will be interested, uh, I know that like a lot of the readers, there, there were a lot of people that were like time and a place, like that was the stance. And you think back to the foursome, like Zach, were you uh, on board during the foursome, like Malcolm's foursome? I day? caught up on that issue. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people didn't like that. 
yeah, from what I read, a lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought it was two hour. It was two hour left field or too much. Yeah, a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's what is this? This is my favorite comic is smut now." And it's like, I mean, mm. we see where it went. There's three babies in the book now. <laughs> people had sex and babies happened. I mean, to me, it's just like. I mean, the issue ends on sex. Yeah, so it's kind of like. Eh. At this point, we've seen Maxine basically. I mean, basically. Hmm. I don't know. That's me. That's this. That's my take on it. So what this whole issue seems to be leading up to is Glom wants Angel to stay with her, stay with him, because he's desperate and next year, but he's damn. What? And that ain't gonna happen. Because Angel, you know, hates him for mm. being a monster. Mm-hmm. But then there's this whole Angel's mother is still alive thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, we, we saw back in, I think it was when Rex killed Alternate Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's when that was revealed. That Dark Lord apparently stashed the original Jennifer away in Dimension X for quote-unquote reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glum found her. And so now, of course, she has disappeared. Took off when Toadie blew the popsicle stand. Yeah. And apparently this gives Angel a reason to stick around. My only real problem with this is she doesn't really have any real evidence that Glum isn't lying to her. Oh, I get that. Yeah. It is just the word of a liar, after all. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Maybe she's just that desperate for her mom to be a thing. Also, he promises that he's going to restore the original universe. That seems a little improbable. Unlikely. He's got to go collect those Dragon Balls. <laughs> Wait a minute. Universal was a thing that hit, happened, so you can't really Yeah, avoid that. the Earth is <laughs> gone, baby. Restore your world once more. Give you back the life you once had. I don't think you're meant to interpret that literally. Am I? I don't think so. We've never seen him display that level of power. I don't think you're... God gun? I don't think you're... Well, oh, well... I guess we've never seen the god gun do anything that magnificent. Like, if you were, like, to shoot the god gun and be like, bring back an entire dimension, like, that's more powerful than we've seen it yet. I don't Fair know. Enough. I don't think. I don't think. I'm with you a hundred percent that she really doesn't have a super good reason to. Uh, and I don't think to stick around. But I don't think that uh, he can't mean what he literally. Oh, maybe he does. Shit, I don't know. Do you think that's what he means? <laughs> I kind of think that's what he thinks he means. I think he's being but, honest with her because that seems like the crazy thing that he'd do in this situation. Restore well, your I'm super delusional, so right. He thinks he's all powerful, or that he should be. It's funny because I didn't interpret that line that way at all. But that would mean that he has some even crazier thing than we've ever seen in the book before, like fucking Deus Ex Machina, like up his sleeves. I mean, there are Which alternate. Would be awful, but I don't see it happening. There are alternate universes, and presumably maybe more god guns. That would be the craziest twist that this shit could take. Like, 
you talk about not seeing some stuff. I, I, I would have never imagined that. You're blowing my mind. Well, that's, yeah, if that goes that direction, that is crazy as shit. Well, I, I don't think it'll go that direction. Eric's probably more creative than that. But I, no, think, he, I he wouldn't lie on the crooks like that. It would too much. Huh. Well, you got me thinking now, though. Like, all you'd have to do is just make it plausible. That would yeah. be bananas if original Image Universe somehow came back. Like, all the implications. For the, for the big 25th anniversary, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, think about, like, uh, I don't know. That, yeah, that, that kind of blows my mind. That's nuts. Good good for you. That's that's a crazy interpretation of that. I went wait, to the... Wait a, wait a minute. I just thought of something stupid. Uh-oh. When Universal destroyed the Earth, uh-huh. Sergeant Marvel would have also died in, on the planet, but that doesn't mean the God Gun was destroyed at the same time. So that maybe there's still a God Gun floating out there in the wreckage of the planet. Good point. Huh. Although Dragon did kind of break it pretty easily, so maybe a planet blowing up is enough to destroy it. Oh, well, yeah, you gotta assume. Yeah, well, like you said, the other more, way more believable thing is that he just went to another dimension and got another god gun. Or just went to a very similar dimension and just killed everybody, all the duplicates. Remember when they went into the one, when the wanted characters crossed over? Yeah. And they even had the killer say... Just because. Well, they even had the killer say, don't worry about it, there's plenty of god guns in other dimensions. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking about. That's Is nuts. that exact moment. That's nuts. That would be crazy. <laughs> You're blowing my mind. We can mind. finally learn more about these fucking god weapons and what they actually mean. The god weapons have been lurking around without explanation forever. Forever. Kind of curious if they're related to the gods we know or, like, the actual god we've met or. Uh, cliche god that showed up was a hallucination. Isn't that the official story now? Uh, I think that's what Dragon tells himself at night so he doesn't mm. go insane. I've always felt like he was real. That's kind of what it felt like when you were reading it, but... But the thing is, if you've got to accept that Spawn exists, you've got to accept that uh, Satan exists, and Satan exists and God exists, so... Mm. You know, anything can happen. Dra I know <laughs> Dra Dragon believes it was a hallucination. That's the way I always interpret it. Like, when they're like, oh, that was a hallucination, I just feel like he's like, that's what he tells himself. Yeah. It would be funny if the God Gun and God Sword and stuff were like property of cliche God. Like, don't and fuck the God, 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 God Boomerang. Yeah, and the God Boomerang. <laughs> that never returns. Never returns. Shoutouts. Hashtag Simon. So this is good. I love this ending. Um, we naturally sort of just wandered there to this way. But uh, again, we have mostly naked uh, Maxine putting out the hilarious notion that she's going to bone Old Man Dragon. And then, of course, the best panel, Dragon. The saddest, the saddest Savage Dragon. <laughs> so alone. <laughs> saddest Dragon. <laughs> got the, the Mighty Man face on, so. <laughs> saddest Dragon. You know what? If it's not Thanks, Obama, Saddest Dragon is a good contender for FinCast title. 
said just, just call Lorella. What the hell are you doing? Lorella? I wasn't even thinking about her. Let's you know what? I'm sorry, guys. Let's play She's busy with her work. Let's play put let's play guesswork here. So now you're you know, you're dragging, you're just sitting around in your apartment alone. I've got no one to have sex with. There's Angel Potential. Is it his apartment? I kind of interpreted it as he's in another room. I feel like he's in his own place. Because Dark Maxine and Malcolm kind of on like a store, a, a high story of a building. Yeah, okay. Oh, right. And he's at ground level. He's at ground point. level in this picture. Because Well, second floor at least, but yeah. yeah. Treetops. So yeah. I feel like he's in his own place, but... Um, it's funny because uh, I, just seeing Dragon there, you do have to think. It's like, okay, well, you got uh, Jennifer running around. Well, she's in Dimension X. Oh, but come on. <laughs> you think she's escaped back to Earth? I wouldn't say escaped back to Earth, but, I mean, the odds of her staying there forever and not ever making it, come on. Come on. No, that'll, be the, that'll be the next issue revelation. I'm sure. I'm, I'm just saying I'm, I'm sure. You got Jennifer, you got Alex, you got Lorella. I didn't even think about Lorella as a potential. Oh, Alex is gone. She's married to Chris. Gavin said that he doesn't oh, think they're married. Oh. Gavin said he doesn't think the marriage. Also, she never saw him again. She didn't even come to prison, did she? I don't know. Oh, that's a deal breaker. I doubt it. That's a deal breaker. I was really surprised that she showed up for the wedding because I always assumed that she was gone, gone from the book. But, yeah, I guess that's not the case. I'm just saying, if I'm a dragon and I've been locked up with no conjugal visits, <laughs> that's probably the first thing on my mind. Mm. Truth. I think he's just kind of lost. At least when he was in prison, he was in prison. <laughs> so not, not having powers wasn't a big deal. So <laughs> literally, what is his role? He's probably having a... Ma this one panel is probably him having a massive existential crisis. <laughs> well, I think it's meant to convey that, right? Like what I said, when you look at this panel, don't you just hear, like, sound of silence? You know, just that moment where it's like, <laughs> what now? What even am I? World Tour 2, The Hunt for Angel. <laughs> It's good. The book is in a good place. I I really like where this issue left the book. I think Dragon being back is just super interesting. Maybe he'll become a cop again. Just a to totally regular cop. More beat level? More beat level cop? Because you know he can still kick ass. You saw him yeah. kick the ass of everyone in that bar. He'd be a good like le you know street level liaison with the freak population. You know... Um, He's still not a wimp. Like, didn't Eric say he's like Captain America level? Yeah. So he's no he's no wimp or anything. So he could still be out there kicking ass. Of course, everyone with a chip on their shoulder will probably want a piece of him now. Yeah, you gotta think he's gonna have a bullseye on his head. Very next first page of the next issue is his apartment blowing up. <laughs> oh. It's good. I, I'm interested. I'm excited. I, I like it. I like where it's going. So it does raise the question of um, Dragon's vulnerability, though. Yeah. If he's back on the streets and he's obviously not got powers or anything like that, is he's how easy is it going to be that he's going to get killed off? Can't really hide, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. 
technically, I guess, like, he should live with, like, Malcolm or close so he can be protected, you know? Well, he's... Amy, uh, um, Maxine's saying that he's gonna play babysitter. A bit. Maybe. The babies. Use the babies as protection. Yeah, that's it. When someone comes at you, just, like, hurl Amy at just them? Just throw them at them. <laughs> Attack! <laughs> just Amy rips their arms off. Good. Told you that baby's fucking evil. <laughs> well, I suppose that's it. The backup supplemental material for this issue is The Night Watchman. And for me, we sort of beat up on Night Watchman uh, for its shorter stuff. But uh, in this long format where you get like multiple pages of it, I'm super all right with this. I like it. I'm kind of indifferent. I um, I don't really have an opinion on tribute to Golden Age stuff. It's just kind of, it, it is what it is. How'd it grab you, Jim? Yeah, it's, I mean, as a throwback, it's as throwback as you can throw back. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, how do I phrase this? It's a little bit too much of a throwback. There's not enough self-awareness to it. I feel you don't think when the guy opens the envelope and gas comes out of it that to me, this almost reads as comedy. Yeah. But that's like, it reads like if you're reading a golden age comic as comedy, well, that's how I read it though. And to me, it was just a funny, it was just kind of funny the way it was. I don't know. That's how I read it anyway, as comedy. Like the guy jumping out of the window with the feather thinking he could fly? I mean, I'm sorry. It's that's just... the kind of thing that happens in the Silver Age all the time. <laughs> I mean, the Golden Age. Well, to me, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was funny. Like I said, I'm okay with it. Like, uh, obviously, we always go back and forth on whether or not we want to see, you know, more Savage Dragon-related backups or just random shit. But uh, I'm okay with this. I liked it. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's put together. It's definitely doing what it sets out to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, it doesn't click with me. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not for me either. Well, you elitist snobs. Sorry. Too good. Nothing, <laughs> Sorry. Nothing's good enough for you guys. I know Carlson is a very, very talented writer, but this just isn't for me. Bigots. Got to be. It's got to be fueled by some sort of racism. <laughs> it's irrational this hatred racism towards 1940s comics okay that's it just can't stand to see those old colors i don't like it well no, sir <laughs> i don't like it now well uh i guess there's only one thing left to do savage dragon 221 solicitation oh, indeed here we are Malcolm Dragon is tasked with closing down Belco Labs' Freak Factory. And that's it. That's what you have. Savage Dragon 221 has uh, a surprise cover that we have still not seen yet. That's true. We haven't. So. It could be anything. I guess is that Old Man Dragon's going to be on the cover, and that's why it wasn't revealed, but... That would make sense. I If that's the case, I would expect to see it in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, good point. Now that uh, 220 is out, there's no real reason to keep the cat in the bag. 
Maybe it'll be the same cover, but with average dragon. Saddest. I like saddest dragon. Saddest dragon. <laughs> saddest dragon right on the cover. <laughs> well, the least savage dragon. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, no, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, that's that's pretty much that. Are you feeling like uh, doing some every now and then, Jim? You know, we do these. Uh, post fincast uh just shit shooting sessions do you want to do one of those or do you want to wrap it up zach what's your what's your time like um i could probably do another half an hour okay rock and roll all right awesome possum totally tubular (laughs) (laughs) well then uh i know that's you 90s cool they want they want the tunes back (laughs) go ahead and bring that in bring it on in jim and introduce that then introduce what just the shit shooting session the shit shooting session i think you did oh did we are we like we're in it we're in it <laughs> we're two minutes in Jeez. so what are you what are you cats reading what's new in your world every now and then fincast listeners we like to do this we don't do it a ton really but every now and then we just like to play catch up and talk about like you know other comics that we're reading Things that are in pop culture that are on our minds, whatever. So that you can connect with the hosts, us, just a tiny little bit better. So, fellas, without further ado, what's on your mind? What are you do- What are you reading? What are you looking at? What's in your well, headspace? I'm currently keeping up with Dragon Ball Super. Oh, yeah. The, is... the new anime? Yeah. It's been, it's about, what is it, 77 episodes at this point? Ah, it's been going for a while, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the second year of it. Um Good. Yeah, I know, right? It's fine. Uh-huh. I watch it every week. It's not great. <laughs> but it's just stupid enough to be entertaining. <laughs> um, I didn't start watching it until the second arc was finished, because the first two arcs, all they do, did was recap the two movies that came out, uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, mm-hmm. which I'd already seen and enjoyed in movie form. Watching them in stretched-out TV form with questionable animation wasn't really worth my time. Yeah, okay. thanks, Toei. Yeah. <laughs> Third arc was the first new arc, which was a tournament arc, unfortunately, where basically the the Z fighters fought another universe's basically a bunch of alternate reality type of characters. Mm-hmm. So you had, quote-unquote, good guy Frieza, and you had a Saiyan who... I guess they're slightly more peaceful than than, than the Saiyans we knew. Uh, his name's uh, his what was his name? His name was Kaba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Kaba Corn. Yeah, I think it, I think it's, I think that's his translated name is Corn. Because <laughs> because because all Saiyans are named after vegetables. I wasn't even. I was just making a dumb joke. That's hilarious. No, that's basically how it works. Well, just remember your main two main characters of Dragon Ball are named Carrot and Vegetable. Yep, vegetable and radish. Well, no, raditz was radish. <laughs> right, 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 right. Raditz and Napa is lettuce, and oh, I can't remember what Bardock is. Broccoli. No, that's Broly. <laughs> Broly's broccoli. Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Oh I yeah, this is shit up. This is why Dragon Ball fans are the worst. Toriyama <laughs> loves his pun, his his linked pun names. Uh huh. Bulma is a form of underwear. Right. His father, her father's name is Briefs. Oh, okay. All right. Her daughter's name is Bra. Trunks. That's another name for pants. Sure, sure. They're all pants names. 
Where well, does Jayco fall into this? What? Where does Jayco fall into this? I don't know if his name's a pun or not. It probably is. <laughs> but um, but but ja- uh, well, Jacko's friend is named Tights, and she's Bulma's sister. Of course, yeah. Makes sense. It's kind of like how Stan Lee used alliteration to keep like the name straight in his head. Yeah, must just be a thing. A creator's a creator's shortcut. Right. So the the first tournament arc was better animated, mostly. And entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, introduced a bunch of interesting new characters. Uh, uh, a good new original character is named Hit, who is a he's a hitman, but he's got really cool time stop powers. Mm. He's coming back in the next arc. Um, but after the tournament arc, the other world tournament arc was the Goku Black arc, mm-hmm. which was the first like major arc. It 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 brought Future Trunks back, mm-hmm. and did. It brought Future Trunks back because a new villain had turned up in the in his future because he's actually in an alternate future, not the future. Right. So that that's that wasn't handled very well in your in your fighting anime cartoon show. Right. <laughs> time travel. The rules of time Gosh, travel. It. Not well handled, if you can believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a surprise that turned out to be confusing. But but the villain of the arc was basically it was Goku, who had gone evil. Except it wasn't really Goku. It was uh, it was a, it was a, it was one of the one of the Kai's mm-hmm. had taken over his body. Okay. And basically, he had destroyed the world mostly. And so, Future Trunks and Future Mai, if you remember, Mai is the one of the one of uh, Emperor Pilaf's minions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She and him have a relationship, and so they work together to go back to the past and get help from Goku and Vegeta and the in the gang. Okay. So that arc overall was fairly good. Um, it had kind of a sh- questionable ending. I liked it. A lot of people thought it was a t- little bit too much literal Deus Ex Machina. Oh, okay. It, it literally involved a god. A literal machine of a god. <laughs> yeah. And so after that arc, it went into a bunch of standalone, well, two-parters that a lot of people kept crying about because, oh, all this filler, mm-hmm. except a TV show that doesn't have a manga to adapt can't well, have filler. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's not filler. <laughs> it's not filler. It's just episodes. Yeah, I was going to say. It's finally, but it's finally going into its next major arc with the next episode, which is the second uh, Other Worlds tournament, where instead of only two world, two universes, it's all 12, I want to say. And it looks like there's going to be a lot of references to stuff in the alternate reality characters, including Broly. Okay. There's wasn't, al- wasn't there a whole episode that was just a crossover with Dr. Slump? Yes, there was a two-parter. Well, no, it was a one-parter with, with uh, Dr. Slump. I didn't like that episode very much. Not as much as I thought I would. I thought it was more stupid than funny. Well, that's Dr. Slump's kind of stupid, though, isn't it? That the, yeah, isn't that kind of the gag? Like it's dumb, it's poop humor and stuff. The the best part, of course, is yeah, it's literally poop humor. Yeah, it was literally poop humor in that episode. Yeah, that's it. But uh, the, full Torico. <laughs> Torico, I love Torico. I miss Torico. Yeah, damn it, it's a massive void that is yet to be filled. So it's over, or it got canceled? Oh, it ended. Yeah, it ended uh, a few months ago. Great. I love that things are ending, and I can. It makes it easier for me to get caught up on. Yeah, Wait, it was a very too. finite ending. There's, there's probably no chance of a sequel. What Torico? 
Yeah. No, see, but I thought the way it ended it would left it wide open for a sequel. But it's whether there's the interest for one. That yeah, there isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although apparently create the creator is starting a new series, but not in jump. No. No, he's he's doing something completely different elsewhere. Oh. That's a, good for him. I mean good for him, but yeah. it's unfortunate for us. Yeah. Although these days that stuff makes it over anyway. It's it's certainly not like uh, Kubo when he ended Bleach, where he was desperately like, "Oh, I have to have a, I have to have a spinoff series. This is it's not going to happen." So Bleach had no. a spinoff series when it ended. He tried to set one up. It's not caught on yet. <laughs> if the, if the last episode, if the last chapter was anything to go by, it would have just been more Baruto. Bleach fans are yeah, the most. All the Bleach oh. fans are the most like bitter. Like everybody that still reads Bleach is also like, I love Bleach, but I hate Bleach. Yeah, yeah that was me. <laughs> I started reading Bleach in the beginning, just before the beginning of the last arc. Mm-hmm. I had a love hate relationship with it. Even me, I thought it was wonderfully drawn, okay. and I thought the fight scenes were wonderfully choreographed, and all the characters were crazy fucking crazy. But the plot was horrible. Yes, non-existent. Well, that video you forwarded me, Jim, is perfect example because it, there was like a, there's a video on YouTube which explains exactly the point in which the series the series dropped off, and that is the fact that the main character after a certain point had absolutely fucking nothing to do. Yeah, apparently the way it worked was after the the first arc showed that 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 sales rise, everyone was really into it. All mm-hmm. right. And everyone had, and all the characters had something to do. But then the second arc, it got that bump because it was new. But as, as it went on, people began to realize that the main characters didn't have anything to do. <laughs> and so that arc ended, and then the next arc started, and a similar thing happened. And so basically, you get this 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 graph of like interest where the the uh, the, uh, the popularity votes, I think, is what they were tracking. Mm-hmm. And every time the new arc started, it get a little bump, but each little bump was less than the last. And so you've got this like four hills going downhill the whole time. (laughs) And because by the end of each arc, everyone was sick of it. I actually dropped off of bleach, uh, right after the very first arc. That's probably the best place to stop. That was definitely the best place to stop. It was funny because, uh, when it was done, everybody's like, Oh my God, it was so good. And I was like, you know, I was like, my thing is this. Yes. I enjoyed every bit of this. I said, but this, uh, could not have possibly been more bloated. Mm. I was like, this was just the most bloated shit I've ever read, and he has Dude, all these... you're saying that, and it did. <laughs> it got so much more bloated. It got so much more bloated, it got ten more years publication like Ooh. most of it. Oh yeah. my god. I mean, we made this joke constantly when we were reviewing, like, the last year or so of it. Mm-hmm. Joe was a guest star in his own comic. Can I just say that that is a funny problem that Japan seems to have with main characters anyway, where eventually they become too cool for the comic. Yeah. And so they are guest starring in their own comic, even in one piece. Oh, Luffy's still pretty much always there. He's always in there, but it's like, he is big guns. Like, and this is the great thing about hero academia, because although Midori is the main character of that series, he's not the center of everything. There's like this, you could basically take any character of the main 20-character cast and interchange them, and they would have their own storylines. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why it works. 
it's just funny. It's it's a it's a problem I see over and over and over with stuff that comes from over there. Even in like video games, like you know, Devil May Cry. Eventually, oh god, they yes. just had to bat, like like they're like afraid to put Dante in the game. Like oh, yeah, only Virgil. Here's Nero. Here's it's like guys, you know, your main character should always have a challenge. Like just give him a challenge. That's what people want. So. That's kind of the problem Dragon Ball Super has right now. It's not that Goku isn't the main character. It's that he's so powerful now, you don't want him fighting anything. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The, the, power creep, the power creep in Dragon Ball was bad already, but Super's power creep has gotten way worse. And there isn't there is an elegant solution to it, but the, the, the showrunners would never do it because it would require like really changing the status quo, and that's not going to happen. Just do the One Punch Man crossover already and kill everyone else. It's fine. Yes. Clean slate. Now, there's a character who's guest starring in his own comic right now, but that's the joke. Yeah, you know what's sad is I never would have ever... I mean, that's just the that's the comic. Like, it's like, that's the whole thing. It's like he can't really fight. Like, he's gonna win in One Punch, so... I, I always kind of assume that's where One Punch Man had to live anyway. Was to be to be the punchline and, and everybody else, the drama is well, all that, about everyone else. Yeah. Well, wasn't that basically just some of his most recent appearance, like everybody was doing something and he sits on a toilet the entire chapter? <laughs> yep. That's basically it. Yeah. I, and again, it's kind of like, well, I mean, it's the comic you're reading, so. I, I think the joke is he's actually probably one of the worst heroes ever. He's <laughs> real bad at it because he's bored all the time. It's a comedy series. Looks at his job. It's a comedy series, so it's fine. <laughs> it's hilarious. I do love it. So you're. Oh, uh... Tell you what I do... tell you what I've kind of fallen out of love with. Mm-hmm. Um, Saga. Oh really? Saga number forty-two. Oh Jesus! Pissed me off so much. Oh, the latest issue. I have not read the latest issue. Okay. Oh, I hated it. Hated it so much. Hated the story. I guess we won't be spoilery, but hated the story as in hated the events or it just wasn't good. No, just number 42 was the rest of the art story I've loved. Like, I loved this whole thing on Fang with the... Even what happened to Isabella? I kind of acknowledged that that was going to happen sooner or later. So okay. I, I lived with that. It's fine. I got on with it. Um, it hurt. <laughs> But number 42 was just the most mean-spirited comic I've read in a long time. <laughs> it's just an, it, it, it's just nasty. It was... Mean-spirited is, is the only thing I can describe it as. It was just genuinely unpleasant to read. Hmm. I'm not I, sure I about... The, I know the cliffhanger of 41 but had a lot of implications. Yeah, well, 41's cliffhanger was... It doesn't have much bearing on what happens in 42. Oh, okay. What happens in forty two is it's just a, it's a series of events that are just incredibly unpleasant in many ways. It, it's, I won't spoil it for you, but it's it it wasn't my favorite. To me, as a reader, in a lot of ways. To me, as a reader, when bad shit happens, you just have to accept that it's just a bad thing. Like it might be unpleasant, but it's like, well, fuck, and you well, just gotta it, roll with it. Is it mostly about the will and um, what's her name? Oh well, well, yeah. That that happens in like one scene, and that's kind of bad as well. But okay, it's I got to read this issue. I got to yeah. You got to you got to read it because gotta find that's it. that's not the the worst thing that happens in that issue. It's 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 unpleasant reading. Okay, 
it's yeah. Well, I, I, I can't go into any more. My story. God, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> it's not a it's not a long story. It's that for years, me and Brian K. Vaughn have had a really rocky relationship. Mm-hmm. I read Why the Last Man until about issue twenty, until like the safe word arc, and that sort of really put me off the book, and so I stopped reading it. Then I read Ex Machina. I got to the second arc. Something about that second arc didn't fit with me. Dropped it like a rock. So after that, I kind of stopped reading his work. I never really read Runaways. I never really read... Um, oh, I think he had another one somewhere in there. I, although I, I did kind of like Pride of Baghdad. That one-shot graphic novel about the lions. I heard that's good, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I decided to give him another shot with Saga... And I've definitely made it farther than I have previously. So I guess I'm waiting for that shoe to drop when I just get pissed at him again. Is he Paper yeah. Girls guy? Oh, he is. Paper Girls Girls is good. So you're still that liking Girls that? Is good. Yeah. yeah, I'm still thinking Paper Girls. Okay. New arc just dropped this week. I have to read it. He's off my radar, like, almost completely. I haven't read Shit He's Done, and what I read Paper Girls and didn't dig it. So... It's one of those things where it's like whenever people are like, oh, my gosh, this and that with him, I just have no frame of reference. I'm like, well, OK, sure. Did you try curse words? Oh, dude, it's sitting here in my stack. I haven't read it yet. All right. I haven't bought it. I'm still you know, kind of waiting for your opinion. Oh, I will be sure to let you know. It's actually like I purchased it. It's just been purely hectic for me, but I purchased it and it's sitting here waiting to be read. I kind of wish that I had gotten the variant with the gold foil cover, only because that's funny. Okay. But my comic store is charging 13 bucks for it, and I just don't want to pay that. It was probably a... Um, you had to order like 10 or 12 to get it. Right. That's oftentimes the way that works. So to make up the cost of buying books that won't sell, they charge it extra. It looks super cool. I did buy it. I uh, haven't read it yet, but I'll be sure to let you know how it shakes out. Um, a comic. Have you read Monstrous? No, what's that? Monstrous is good. Monstrous is a really pretty looking one, isn't it? Yeah, it's very um, an- uh, manga inspired in a lot of respects. That's got really lavish art, doesn't it? It sure does. Okay. All right. Is it painterly? Um, right through? I know the covers are. I wouldn't call it painterly. I mean... It, I guess it's got a watercolor look to it. Yeah, I guess you'd call it painterly. I just I see the the lines, the line work, uh-huh. and I when I see a lot of lines, I don't call it painted. Oh, it's gotcha, just gotcha. It's the way I sort of uh, yeah categorize. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, oh, what's his name? Sejik, um, the, the Sunstone guy. What's his name? Um, Sunstone. Oh, he also did Witchblade a little bit. Oh, I'm trying to remember oh, his oh, name. Oh, Mystery or no. It's, uh, Christ, it doesn't matter. Um, if you can't remember from those, it's probably you're probably not going to know him. But it's, it, yeah, I, I get what you're talking about. It's, it's, it's digital, but it's not okay. painted. I'm looking at the get, art right now. Yeah, I get what you mean. You can see the lines, but yeah, it's incredibly lavish. You know what this is? Oh my gosh, bros. This is Korean comics. Okay. This is how Korean comics look. I can see that. Yeah, Korean comics are always, like, super detailed and lavish and beautiful. I bought an adaptation of uh, <laughs> Shaolin Soccer. Actually, the, the I, actually, I'm willing to believe that the creators are Korean, actually, now that you say that. Well, there, That's likely. 
they definitely have Southeast Asian names. Well, there you go. Uh, it's funny because this has all the visual watermarks of a Korean comic. That's no insult at all. Those are some fucking beautiful comics. Uh, like I said, it's hilarious because uh, I bought the comic adaptation of Shaolin Soccer. And again, if you know that movie, you know it's just a dumb comedy. It's just for laughs. They could not have dropped any more detail and like lavish like attention to the rendering on that book if they tried to. It's such a beautiful book. I was like, ooh, Korea. <laughs> oh, yeah, they know how to make their stuff over there. Good job. <laughs> the Frenchies. What else? What else? What I read else? Animosity. Animosity? Have you guys not read Animosity? And no. That's a new one to me. Animosity Lost is having a bit of a uh, rush. It's doing really good. It's from a uh, company that's not super known. It's Aftershock. Oh, right. Aftershock's been getting a push on comicsology lately. Well... Oh, right. This is the one where the animals start talking. Animals start talking, right? Real good uh, concept. And the funny thing about animosity is that uh, I can totally recommend it. I can 100% say, get it, I'm sure you'll like it. And it's got a trade coming out. So I think that that's a real good way to jump in on it. Here's the problem. And it does have a problem that I want to warn you about before you jump in writings on point colorings on point art is not 100% on point there's instances of ooginess uh-huh. so some, some trace backgrounds that's usually a good indicator it's um of ooginess well here's what's weird i can actually put a fine point on it it has moments of brilliance like uh the lead is a dog and to make an animal look both realistic and really expressive is a huge artistic challenge. And yet this artist does it no sweat. Oddly enough though, there's just some weird, um, like unfinished at times looking panels and the, where like the colorist is doing more heavy lifting than he can. And like, it can't hide the fact that there's just not a lot going on. And then issue four, the art actually created uh, confusion. Like, as I was reading, it was confusing just because of the way it was drawn and rendered and stuff. Okay. So, issue four was the only time when I'd say the art was, like, a problem. Otherwise, one through three, you're not going to, like, be falling all over yourself, but it's good enough. It looks pretty good. Issue four was just like, woo, what the hell happened? Like, this is confusing even. So I give it a solid, like, three and a half stars. Like, check it out. Out of five. Like, check it out. Um, I was about to say three and a half out of ten. (laughs) Solid three and a half out of ten. Real good. No, yeah. No, I definitely think it's worth your time. Uh, If only because one through three are really, really good. Four kind of drops the ball a little bit, but it could recover. Four does some real good setup, so it could still get, like, back to awesome. That's my only nit to pick with it, is that uh, the art can be real dodgy, but the pacing is the bomb, and the writing is pretty interesting, and there's just tons of good stories they could tell. So, animosity. I recommend that. Okay. Real proud of myself. I usually don't get to have a new comic recommendation you guys haven't heard of. Yeah, that's pretty new. 
Aftershock's not super new. I remember the Super Zero comic getting pushed early. I guess they're just expanding recently. Yeah, they're they're kind of blowing up. I think off of animosity that's the bigger title of their titles i can see that and i think the writer i've not read her stuff but the writer has written a lot of i'm told a lot of other things that are good so there you have it well that's actually easy for me to check just click your name and let's see what comes up she oh she wrote a force okay and batgirl and batwoman and Detective Comics. That's why. That's where I know her from. Was from the re, the Detective Comics Rebirth reboot. Rebirth reboot. <laughs> um. Well, the, the, the numbering relaunch. And Doom Patrol is real good. Oh, is she writing Doom Patrol? No, it's just unrelatedly. I wanted oh, okay. to say Doom Patrol I'm, is worth your time. I think I'm only two issues into that. It's definitely one of the better of the young the young animal. I'm not reading the rest of them, but I can vouch for Doom Patrol. That shit is good. Yeah. Doom Patrol is great. Isn't Nick Darrington... Doesn't he have Savage Dragon background? I would think. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I feel like, but... Yeah, I feel like he did some backups. For I don't Seth. see anything here. He did Catwoman... That's the only other uh, art credit, he's, or the only other credit at all he's got. Yeah, in that the art is good, the 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 story is good, the coloring is amazing. Like it's that like Doom Patrol is like five out of five. Mm. Like I'm. I tried. Super... I tried Cave Carlson. I didn't really like the first issue. What about Shade, the Changing Girl? First issue didn't do anything for me there either. Okay. Um, what was the other one? I thought there were four. Mm. That is a thing that they're trying to do now, where they'll they'll have a tentpole title with a big name on it that's just quality, and then they'll try to like launch like three or four satellite books with it. Yeah, that's not that unusual. It's not I that successful think. either. Cause yeah, it's <laughs> tough. I kind of knew that like Doom Patrol was going to be gold, and the other things were going to be like bronze. And stuff like that's been happening since like New Universe. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't you don't like Jim Shooter? Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't read it, but I'm just saying, it's kind of like it seems like a sales tactic. I don't like it. It very much is a sales tactic. I don't like it. Just make good books. I mean, you don't we you know, like if you have a really killer Doom Patrol book in mind, we don't need shade and all this stuff. If, if unless you're going to bring it. Oh, I'm sure they're bringing it. It just it wasn't for me. Oh, because it, it was no. the quality was there. It's just the story didn't click. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so the visuals and stuff were good. You just did. Oh yeah, the art was fantastic. Oh, but that's not enough for me. That's different. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Cape Carlson's drawn by freaking Omeg. Oh well, good lord, you know that's gonna. Be... Omeg's good. Yeah, you know that's gonna be beautiful. Actually, I think Gerald Way's writing that too. He's the guy who's on Doom Patrol. Oh well, he's a good writer. Well, maybe I should check that out. Actually, before I just start blatting stuff out like that, let me double check that because I was wrong about something. I talked about this uh, these young animal books before. Like I said, like uh, Gerald Hernandez was writing one of them. That was incorrect. He was writing a backup in one of them. Oh yeah, I was gonna say when you said that, I actually did go looking for the Hernandez brother book. Right. And I was like, 
Jim's a liar. Yeah, but yeah, there's backups in each of these, uh-huh. and so they get double. Basically, Comicsology doesn't do a very good job of breaking down credits, so they just put both names on it. Ooh, okay. So it's a little bit dicey if you don't look. All right. Closely. So too long, don't read. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, Gerald Way is writing Cape Carlson directly. Well, I'm glad... Uh, Tom, Tom Scioli has a backup in Cave Carlson number four. You know what I want to know is what is his DC project that he keeps posting art about where it's just like... He has a DC project? Pure insanity. I mean, it looks amazing, but I would like... I, I guess it's kind of... I think it's a backup in another book, and I don't want to buy a book just for his backup. Is it... No, wait... Nope, not that. You I know, don't see a DC book he's working on right now. See, and that's what's sad. I guess he is, like, tucked in the back. It's all over his Facebook. He's been posting, like, panels of, like, crazy shit. Like, you remember the old Batman where, like, every Joker vehicle had a face? Yeah. A Joker face on it? Like, he posted a panel of, like, an army of vehicles, a tank, a helicopter, a oh, car. Sure yeah, yeah, and then, like, he, even just today, he put a picture of, like, a really old Billy Batson turning into Shazam. And, like, it's he's working on something super wacky DC project, but, like... That, that sounds he's like... A, he's got a webcomic as well now, hasn't he? Well, he's had webcomics. He did American Barbarian and... Was it called Satan? Satan. That was going to be a Supreme book, but they didn't want to do it, so he made it his own thing. Oh. Yeah. The Satan, uh, <laughs> the Satan Superman. Yeah. Yep. I think there was one more, but maybe not because he went to do Transformers GI Joe after that. Yes. I didn't know. Is he doing a web comic currently? Yeah, he's doing something called Princess. Oh, cool. I know Jim Rugg is bringing Street Angel to Image, and that's cool as shit. I don't know Street Angel. Street Angel is cool. It's just like a vigilante, like kid who like fights ninjas and shit you would dig it you would dig it plus it's jim rugg so the art's the fucking bomb you can read it for free it's a webcomic but it's speaking of webcomics have you read uh, zach the one you recommended me oh shattered starlight shattered starlight that's bloody good no i haven't it's about magical girls who are way over the hill (laughs) <laughs> that's a great elevator pitch it's basically what it is as well it's awesome shattered starlight comic okay well that's on my that's on my uh oh you know what american barbarian just uh updated the the rss feed maybe it just started page one this appears to be brand new this princess series because the last time he updated this website was April 7th, 2014. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> so Princess is part of American Barbarian or something else? I think it's brand new. All right, cool. Down. You know I'm I super down. Don't see a I don't see an obvious reference. So we'll see if it's something wholly original or if it's a send-up something else. Looks cool. Wholly original. 
No, he does tend to. Oh, uh, maybe he's a bit Star Wars. You know what? I bet it's like Princess Leia send up. Well, well the timing's right. I'm actually speaking about Star Wars. Raven, what did you make of Rogue One? You know what? My, my, opi- my opinion on Rogue One will have you... It's the same as his, his corporate comics opinion. Furious. Oh, really? <laughs> You'll be. F- he has given up on Disney. You'll be furious with me. No, I just. Uh, no, no, no. It's cool. I don't. I don't like. Uh, basically, here's what's sad. It's. I just don't like. Uh, you know. Choices that led to the creation of that movie, and so everybody they're selling me on it. They're like, it's an amazing movie. It's got amazing visuals and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool, but like, we're not short on amazing movies with amazing visuals anymore. Uh, like, are we? There's tons. I mean, there are, but what name ones that aren't like superhero movies or tentpole franchise movies? Like, what about that Valeria and the Million Planets or whatever? Like, that's coming. Yeah, up. but no, nobody outside of if like, you know what the really fi- hardcore comic fans are going to know what Valeria is. Yeah, I mean, it's basically being sold on being like first fifth element two well i guess that's what Basically, i'm saying is yeah. that you don't have to go i don't like to say oh it's crazy space battles it's like eh, i need well, that's not really i mean that's there that's in the third act mm-hmm. i mean those look great for star wars but that's not really what the appeal of the movie is all right nitty-gritty here it goes it's about as about just scrap it's about a bunch of scrappy rebels being scrappy rebels which honestly we don't we don't get enough in the actual star wars movies because we're usually dealing with the with the Skywalkers and their shit. I guess if I needed that in my life is the problem. Like I just don't need that. Like I don't really care about scrappy rebels. I really, I really <sighs> super duper don't give a shit about trying to explain away why the Death Star had a vent. Like I don't give a fuck about that. Uh, I really super you can only make that shot if you were a magic space wizard. It's, po- <laughs> it's the power of love. You know, again, it's it, it blows my mind that more people don't like not like that. Like I get like a lot of like the whole response is positive. I've seen just a little bit of people. I mean, I'm in the minority. I know I'm not a big fan of it because I did, it's one of those things that didn't need explaining. Yeah. Bingo. And I, I'll tell you, the thing is, it's, is, the, it's the force all the way down. I, I, the force did it. <laughs> My thing is, it, it just cracks me up. One of the reasons why, corporate comics like don't appeal to me is that uh i feel like it's just tag team storytelling and eventually that's movies though <laughs> all movies are written by committee at the end of the day yeah but i'm saying that like <laughs> unless you've got Guillermo del toro even he has writers true you just and probably and, and gets rewritten by producers okay sometimes like we don't need a pulp fiction prequel explaining what was in the suitcase Oh, well, not, well... It nearly happened, though. <laughs> wait, wait, you mean Reservoir Dogs? Or, no, Pulp Fiction, you know the suitcase, the golden That's suitcase? also in Reservoir Dogs. Well, no, wait, the The theory is the diamonds from Reservoir Dogs are in it, right? Okay. Yeah, that's a the, fan theory. Fan theory. There's also the fact that it was supposed to be a Vega Brother prequel film, but it never happened. Again, it's better to not know. Like it's kind of like that exhaust vent. It just makes sense that a super fortress would have a weakness. So you're just not super interested in prequels. I don't give a super shit about a prequel. But here's the thing: I'm not going to just shit on prequels. If you're going to do a prequel, if you're going to go into the past before an event, you just better make it good. Like, and that's to me, it's like. But Rogue One was good. 
But that's not good. That's it the... was the best Blake Seven movie. It is. <laughs> to me, it is. Oh no! Wait, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best Farscape movie. Basically, to me, it's like we don't need like a thing about oh we got to get these blueprints to these Star Wars heroes that you know and love. It's like who gives well, a shit? Like a Star Wars hero we know and love. Yeah, Leia. Everything's been ruined for me, so you can say whatever you want. But, like, I mean, it's been completely spoiled. To me, what I'm still waiting on... You didn't like zombie talking? I, I super hated that. Everybody was, Jar Jar oh. Tarkin. Everybody was like, his family liked it. His family was pushing for it. And he would have liked it. And I'm like, it's Man. one thing for you to say he would have liked it, but he's dead. We don't know well, if he would have liked it's it. It's just a likeness. I mean, he still had another actor doing the voice and the motion capture. It's still another actor with a job. I've heard the sales pitch that it's digital makeup, and I'm like, you know what? Write another fucking story. Like, write another story. Like, to me, it's like, man, you know, it's just a shame that Carrie Fisher died because, you know, I just, we had all these Princess just Leia stories. Just Star Wars away. <laughs> well, it's just, I know that I, like, get beat up on this all this time, but to me, the thing that matters like, I always use this example. Why is pro wrestling better than corporate comics? It's, it isn't. They're both awful. There's one reason why it is. They're not it's, readily available in the UK? Because only Vince McMahon can write it it's, and direct it. It's a finite nature. Like, you only, there's only so many Macho Man matches and oh, they're done. They try really hard. They try, but they they would they would they would they would put CG actors in the ring if they could. <laughs> oh, listen, but that's what I'm saying. It's greedy and weird and gross. Like if they had their choice, they would just keep them all like just stuff robots in their corpses and keep the show going forever. But the beauty of it is, is that The Rock only has so many wrestling cameos in him. Stone Cold only has so many wrestling cameos in him, and then it's done. No more Stone Cold. No more The Rock. Like when they're dead in the ground and they're dead in the ground. And it's like, you can still go back and like appreciate their craft and the matches they had and their merchandise. You, are you telling me the Usos are not the Rikishi and the other guy? <laughs> I just, to me, that's what I like. I like shrinkers. I like things that I like things that aren't just like, like to Simple. me, the Star Wars for like my buddy, he was talking to me. He's like, you get, he's, it's just a really good movie, Rogue One. He's like, it's just a really good war movie. Like you're just cheating yourself. So your your hang up is specifically the usage of um, shoot, what's his name? Tarkin. My problem, my problem is this. Just I was super fucking jazzed for Rogue One. Right. Like even over Episode Seven. I was as well. Because for me, uh, episode seven was way too familiar and way too safe. And so what had me super fucking jazzed was here was this new and um, like side story. And we were going to get to right. see like this Star Wars Gaiden. Exactly. Just a, a, yeah. a project that you don't normally get to see. And it's not numbered and it's a spinoff. You don't got any no fucking space wizards. <laughs> but they that had was the best bit. They had to nostalgia it up. They had to shove in a bunch of fucking, here's Darth Vader. And there was only one shoved-in reference that I thought was too jarring, and that was fucking who got his arm chopped off in, in New Hope. That was the most pointless reference. 
like to me, it's like you don't need Darth Vader and you don't need Princess Leia. But you do need Darth Vader because Darth Vader is high up in the Emperor hierarchy. And you need it Tarkin because he Tarkin's the boss. The he's he, the he's the boss. Just he's ha- right below the Emperor. Just there was a million solutions to that problem, and they chose the oogiest, grossest one. <laughs> I don't think it's that gross. I wasn't bothered by it I, particularly. I was, bo- I was bothered by how shitty the CGA is. Not that they were trying to do it. Because the other option is to get an actor and stick shit on his face to make him look like... The um, other option is to just have story-based allusions to his presence. You don't have to have him in there. You can have it be like... This guy can be like, get these documents to General Tarkin. You fool! And then, like, it's like, oh, you know, it's Tarkin. He's getting them to Tarkin. And it's like, there you go. You don't have to have a fucking actor with CG makeup on. <laughs> like, it's so Peter Crushing. It's Peter Crushing. I should know that name. He's, like, the most important actor of all time. Isn't it Cushing? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. I mispro- mispronounced it in my head. But, uh... <laughs> That that's my whole thing. I, I, again, it's why I was actually in the comic shop just today, and the guy was talking about how the writer of something did a killer X Force run, and I was like, that is the problem. Is that I love those characters. I mean, it would be cool. I don't have a problem with it to like get attached to it, and then someone else just comes along and changes everything. Like this whole thing with young Han Solo and young Billy D. Williams. Do we need that? God damn. We don't need young Han Solo, but what we do need is we need a solo bounty hunter movie. <laughs> we, we need that. What we need is an explanation of why why it was. Um, um, Lando wearing Han's clothes at the end of Empire. <laughs> My thing, Look, I, I'm not because they were his clothes. With Star Wars, I always say this: What if Star Wars had been the Flash Gordon movie it was meant to be? Then you'd get the Star Wars Dark Horse, which was a really good series. It was a good book. So I'm just saying, though. Well, like, no, it wasn't a good book. Um, it was. Original Star Wars, I'd say it was a lot more like Dune. He he went well, on yeah. he went on to make his own thing, and the world was forever changed and better. I love Star Wars. I, I think it was awesome that we didn't have a fucking Flash Gordon movie. We got yeah. we got Star Wars. So I'm saying instead of shoveling more fucking Star Wars down our throat, just fucking more book. Uh, sorry, more Flash Gordon. <laughs> Shove more Flash Gordon down our throat. Just make this is this is the thing is I wouldn't mind a Flash Gordon remake. Nobody They've remakes done it so many times. Well, Flash Gordon's a hard sell. He's really not very suited for the modern era. But it was I was watching some media the other week saying they never remake bad movies. They only remake good ones. Yeah. Why is that? Got to remake those bad ones. There's room for improvement, big time. Yeah. That. That's been your stance for a while, right, Raven? Remake the bad movies? I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with that. If you're going to do a remake, I want to see Hell Comes to Frogtown. I don't I don't oh. want to see a new story. No, Hell Comes to Frogtown is a classic. How yeah, dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> I used to watch that every weekend night afternoon on Channel 11. <laughs> Man, that needs a Blu-ray release now. Just, just It has one? Not, not in North America. Oh, I thought you guys had it at the same time as us. Dude, yours is exclusive to your region right now. God damn it. 
It might be region three. I, I think it's Arrow, so I don't think so. This is the weird thing. Arrow used to be region three, and then things got really complicated rights-wise. Yeah. So, meh. I think it's because they started publishing discs in North America. So, yes. Once you start doing that, you have to separate the regions. It's like you guys got the you got Arrow releasing Chud. And right. we, we can't get Chud over here for whatever reason. <gasps> really? Like, no we Chud? don't have it at all. <laughs> oh. I still got to watch Dead End Driving. I've been sitting on it. Such a good movie. Oh, okay, talk, talking, talking about bad Complete. movies that need remaking, it, but it's going to get a remake. King Kong vs. Godzilla is a terrible movie, so I'm glad <laughs> that's getting remade. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. Like, if there's room for crazy improvement... Please remake it. Fucking, I would, l- I can't wait for the new King Kong versus Godzilla. Well, I gotta see how King Kong is gonna be first. I'm, I'm okay. I think it looks good. I think it looks interesting. I don't like John C. Riley's character, but Yeah, whatever. he's kind of a jarring, he was kind of a tonal, jarring tonal shift in that second trailer. It's Marvel's success. Marvel's success has made every movie has to be a comedy because Hollywood is dumb and all they. Can uh, it's not really Marvel that did that. I mean, maybe they popularized it, but I think it was Firefly that did that. Uh, yeah, where it was, everyone's it's, a weed and syndrome. The, right, <laughs> everyone's got to have witty banner. A hundred million like wisecracking bastards all in the same scene. Yeah, B- Buffy. Buffy did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Every character in Buffy was a wisecracker, and it's like, where's your serious guy? I don't know. It's fine. You don't need no straight man. <laughs> That's why Captain America can't get over because he's playing a straight man in a, in a wisecracker's world. <laughs> but I, I get that reference. It's it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm I'm just like, there you go. Like King Kong and Godzilla is a fantastic example. I am super fucking down for King Kong and Godzilla. Can't wait. I will say this: they solved the size problem with these with this new King Kong trailers. He's definitely much larger than he's ever been. It's King awesome. Kong. It looks great. I can't There's wait. A, unfortunately, it doesn't make a lot of sense. At least with Godzilla, you can say, "Oh, he's nuclear powered. He can be that big." But, but King Kong's a mammal. He's just a damn dirty, damn dirty ape. I w- I'm real curious to see how much they worry about that. Probably not at all. <laughs> I'm going to hope not at all, but we'll see. Hollywood almost can't help themselves these days. Well, the, sting- the stinger at the end of Skull Island has to be Godzilla-related. Oh, it has to be. I agree. Or Pacific Rim. Or Rodan. It's going to be Rodan. Yes, Rodan. <laughs> Rodan. <laughs> Jim, you yeah. started a question. King Kong is an alien. He's been the whole time. <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's where he comes oh, from. It's just going to get ridiculous. He's their god. <laughs> I just kind of wonder what King Kong vs. Godzilla is going to be as a movie. Because you can't just have him fight for two hours. I mean, you can, but it's expensive. Oh, try me. <laughs> please. I'm just saying, but please, don't. Honestly, it'll probably wind up being they fight, well... Yeah, they'll fight in the first act, the humans will try to deal with it in the second, and then they'll have to team up to fight more monsters in the third act. Probably that is the safest bet. Yeah. That way neither guy is the bad guy, and you get to keep having franchises. Which does bring up the point, who will be the third or fourth monster? Probably some fucking lame... Gamera, please! Fucking Cloverfield, Motu. Gamera, please? Wouldn't it be awesome if they, like, kept Gamera a secret and he just turns up at the end? Ultraman, that's it. That would be the well, bomb. 
But Ultraman's always the good guy. Yeah. Even when he brutally murders the monsters. <laughs> no. I just, I just like the idea that Pacific Rim might tie into it someday as well. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Because they'll, they'll take the, the, the Ultraman role in the three-person team-up. I thought <clears throat> the monster from Godzilla looked too Pacific Rim-y. Or Cloverfield-y. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I made this joke about the second uh, King Kong trailer. Those monsters that come out of the ground that King Kong fights, uh-huh. they're very Cloverfield-esque. They are. His, my joke was that th- that the uh, it's King Kong versus the Cloverfield monster. So why is it that Hollywood, like, that's their big monster? That is kind of weird, isn't it? The, the, the gangly, skin-colored ape face. Yeah. You look at Japanese kaiju, and they're all, like, tentacles and wing, bat wings and fucking wacky shit. Three heads and no arms. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why Pacific Rim was okay, because there was loads of variety there. And they weren't, in the monsters that weren't very interesting, they're, they weren't the focus. Because they were disposable. No. There were so many of them. Mm-hmm. So they don't... Most of them fit. died. Yeah, they all died. Um, but yeah. Man, I gotta rewatch that someday. Pacific Rim... I've watched it twice, and both times I've come to the same conclusion. It's not a very good movie. No. It's, it's very not. flashy. The designs are pretty fun. The ideas are really good. But it does two major things wrong. It What, what are the two things? It does... The stuff with Ron Perlman is pointless and boring. Oh, yeah. While it's trying to be funny. The, the, How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Ron Perlman. The guy... The two scientists... Uh, Charlie. I, yeah, those guys are the worst part of that movie. They are horrible. They're, they scream a lot, they run around, they, they're, they're, the comedy duo just doesn't work. Not good they, at all. And the second problem with that movie is, they damsel the most interesting character in that movie, twice. Oh yeah, they did, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that She should have been a badass, she should have been the main character, and they fucking made her a helpless damsel in distress, in the end. Yes. <laughs> I Yeah, I agree with that one. <laughs> I really hope oh. the second movie does better because the main character is not coming back. Good. They got they got no. Star, they got Star Wars guy the main. Character. I think it's a prequel. Oh Maybe. god! No, no, it can't <laughs> be because what's his name from Star Wars? He is Ibi Albus's son. Could be. Oh, the only thing is, is it can't be the same one because that's the entire thing. It's like Pacific Rim was supposed to be self-contained, so there's no more kaiju. So, but that what would the Jaegers do? That doesn't mean a new portal can't open up. Yeah, okay. Our world is under siege by this other dimension, so at some point they'll re- restart their offense. Hmm. At least that's my th- my working understanding. They should go to the kaiju dimension. That should be the movie. You know, that makes the most sense. Take the fight to the enemy. Take the fight to the enemy. Because like you said, what if those Take portals just... Take to the, to the to England. What if those portals just keep opening up? you got to fix that. got to get in there and kill those monsters. Yeah. First they tried one portal, now... How do you close three portals at once? You gotta take the fight back to them. <laughs> Maybe they'll put the portal on the dark side of the moon. They'll come from space. <laughs> it's, There's like so many interesting things Pacific Rim can do. It's it's good. I hope the sequels get better. I'm with you. I didn't think the first one was so good. Like I liked it because of it's just giant monsters. Right. The the, the whenever the Jaegers are punching monsters, things are good. Oh yeah. But almost, Whenever they're trying to do character arcs and plot, not so much. Yeah, almost everything that wasn't giant monster fighting just made me want to kill myself. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it's not good. Not good at all. 
So, I think we should wrap things up. It must be getting late for you, Zach. It must be after midnight. Uh, oh, it's nearly one in the morning. Yeah, jeez. Woo! Yeah. Well, That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> caffeine, caffeine. We appreciated you joining us and pinch hitting for Craig. Super appreciated. We always like to have you on yeah, the show. Cool. Always, God. Always happy to talk about Dragon. And, uh,. Thanks for all the other, like, hanging in there tough and doing the extra innings on the bullshit session. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad to do that. Glad to talk about it. Just get in about that kind of guff. No, we love it. We love it. Well, uh, Jim? Yep. Good, good having you on, Zach. Good talking to you, yep. Raven. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks for yeah, listening, indeed. everybody. Speak to you later, guys. <laughs>